In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Thursday night's live show on the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Andrew Stewart. I'm joined by a superb cast, uh, some real top class folk in here tonight. Uh, Put me to shame. Um, I'll start with David Tomlinson. How are you, my man? Yeah, great. Fine, thanks. Um, yeah, <laughs> just not actually not long finishing the, pod, the, the afternoon podcast or the morning podcast, so I've been on quite a lot today and I'm looking forward to tonight, obviously. Unfortunately, we're going to be talking about one of our legends leaving football. Well, it was not maybe not leaving football, but leaving playing football. So, yeah, a bit disappointed at that, sad about that. Yeah, I'm sure that we'll, we'll definitely be talking about Stephen Davis. Um I certainly will. Um, I've got a kind of small surprise, um, kind of in store. Not, not, nothing spectacular, but something close to my heart. Uh, next up, Scotty, how are you, my man? Not bad at all, mate. Not bad at all. Thanks for having me on. Good day. I mean, I right good mood today after that performance last night. Yeah, definitely feel the same. Uh, we were fortunate to be there last night, um, me and Colin. And I would just before I introduce our final guest, I would just want to plug because. It's not a good, not a better time to do so. The Patreon page, um, pound a month gets you so much more con- uh, content for for Rangers and uh, for if you're if you're a big fan of the Jails, if you just like a wee bit more on the side, it's perfect for you. The Daily News Show, David Tomlinson, David Pollock, are two stalwarts on the Daily News, the Gallant too. If you want to hear more about Rangers Daily, there's there your two men. Um, but yep, there it is, bottom of the screen. Join our Patreon website, pound a month. There we go. There's the kind of business. 
small T's and C's at the bottom of the page done. Uh, and finally, last but definitely not least, Shona, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Looking forward to tonight. It's been a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. I've been uh, dishing out some filters about desserts to a certain few people, Scotty. And uh, yeah, and I obviously now got my tissues ready and I've been an emotional wreck watching that video of Stephen Davis. So, no, the guy's an absolute legend. And uh, look, I'm sure we're going to go on to talk about him more. So, no, but uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about yesterday as well. I definitely like a lot to talk about tonight, which is a, a lot better than we were struggling to make the hour during the winter break. But um, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, as, uh, I will start with the kind of thing we've been pointing out there. Um, Stephen Davis um, has retired from playing his playing career. Um, I just had a small kind of sad moment there when I, I googled Stephen Davis and it comes up former footballer now, and it was really sad to see that. Um, Stephen Davis, for me, um, growing up, uh, without any disrespect to the other podders tonight, um, I'm, I'm on the younger side, so I don't have McCoists, I don't have Gascoins, I don't have Loudrops. Um, I have a lot of really duff players, to be perfectly honest. France and Dazzers, John Daly's, Emerson Crabari's, Sebastian Foyles, um, but Stephen Davis is definitely up there uh, in my lifetime. And um, the word hero was thrown about on Twitter today, and I can only say the same thing. Um, he was uh, my hero. Uh, I, I was He was the player I wanted to be growing up when I was kicking the ball in the back garden. Um, and uh, I, I, I remembered I had this. Um, it wasn't a spur of the moment. I always remember having this. Um, but it's the top uh, a good couple of years ago now, Umbro. The kits never get any better after we stopped the Umbro. Um, championship winning badge, Clydesdale Bank, says how long ago it was. And uh, I had Davis Seven on the back. This is when I was a wee boy. And the more I was thinking about it, this is probably quite a rare piece. And it says how, how much of a Stephen Davis fanboy I was growing up because that was the season where Morris Edu, the season before, was number two. And Davis was number seven the season before. But going into that season, when the new kit came out, I got Davis seven on the back before Morris Edu then took the number seven jersey with Kevin Thompson leaving the club and Davis taking number eight. So I really think a kit from that season with Davis seven on the back might be a rare thing, but not as rare as finding a diamond in the, like Stephen Davis. Um, what a great way to spin that there, Andrew. Well done. Um, but yeah, Stephen Davis, my hero. Um, uh, I, and I'm sorry, I can't really follow follow um, a kind of pathway of awards because I just, uh, as as Shona said, I even I found myself getting choked up with emotion um, seeing him in the training ground today. Um, but I'm sure he's probably not done in the world of football, and I'm hoping that it'll be in some way with with Rangers. So I look forward to hearing what's next in his, his chapter in his life. But um, yep. I'll stop talking before I start crying. Uh, David Thomason, um, you said that, you said kind of before, before we started about, you can't think of many real kind of stories. You don't hear, like, you hear like Gascoigne did that, or you should have seen that in training one day, or Koyste came in and did that. Stephen Davis was just kind of, a, a, a kind of quiet, quiet gentleman, just kind of knew Rangers, knew what it meant to be a Ranger. And, uh, 
was definitely successful in his time in the blue shirt. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, as you say, he didn't stand out as a as a, a, a sort of a troublemaker or, or or doing this or doing that. He was just he, he done his talking with a football. He was always available, and I would I would really call him Mister Cam. He brought calmness to the middle to the middle of the park, and you could virtually always get the ball to him if if if, if it was needed. To, and he, as I say, he brought that calmness to the. To the part, if I remember right, he was one of the the players. Unfortunately, they had just signed a five year contract, and then in two thousand and twelve, obviously the collapse happened, and uh, he moved on. But he was one of the few players that actually was was uh, we got a fee for from mm -hmm. Southampton, mm -hmm. and he pleaded with the fans at that time to accept that he wanted he wanted to go on and better his uh, better his career. Well, but he would have been because he would have been down in the fourth division, so he went to Southampton. And obviously, Gerard brought him back uh, in 2019, I think it was. And yeah, he's, he's just been, he's just, yeah, a fantastic footballer. And I, I can't really say, say anything about that because I say there's no stories anywhere that uh, jumping on top of cars or, uh, or, or doing anything like that. He was just Mr. Cam himself. Yeah, definitely. Um, Scotty, um, David said, obviously, after he departed. Um, with the financial troubles, um, a time which I unfortunately remember fondly because it was my childhood, and I wouldn't say fondly, but had to remember. Um, but obviously, uh, during the kind of Gerard revolution, um, he brought in the likes of Scott Arfield, Alan McGregor, um, and in that window, that January window, brought in Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis on mm -hmm. loan. At that point in time, I felt that that was a real steadying of the ship. We've got some real, real, you know, just guys with that that know-how, the experience that I think at that time was a somewhat volatile team, a team that was close, was really close, but just couldn't make that final step. Having the full in and, and obviously Stephen Davis, do you think that, that can be going down as a definite factor in bringing 55 home? Oh, definitely, definitely. First thing I want to say about Stephen Davis, the way he conduct, conducted himself on and off the park was an absolute credit to him and his family. He was a proper Rangers man. Rangers man. He was Rangers through and through, and he should be regarded as Rangers loyalty. Coming into your point, Andrew, the the season, it, Stephen Davis has come in and had an influence in that dressing room that's helped get us over the line whenever we've won a cup competition in recent years. We've not won many in recent years, don't get me wrong, but um, as a former Rangers captain, the, the guy made 389 appearances for the club. He was um, played in two European finals for us, won four league titles, three Scottish Cups, three League Cups. He's the most capped British player in international football. Um, I mean, if that's not a decorated career, I don't know what else is, so thank you for your service, Stephen Davis, and as I like the way Rangers handled the the social media effort today. I thought putting Clement's speech out there and you could see Stephen Davis kind of filling up and he got around that pause and all that kind of stuff. That was quite fitting. I would like to see him back on the park at some point before the end of the season just to say his goodbye at Ibrox in a home game. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely back in that. Um but of course it's Stephen Davis and I've already rambled on about my love for the, the guy and um, what he means to me 
See what else, Andrew? See what, see what else he done? He scored two old firm winners in two 1-0 matches. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's sh- shown us not happy with me just now. I don't know why, but I'll hear about it in a minute. Sorry to cut you off. I have a small but feeling you might have stolen a thunder, to be perfectly honest, uh, knowing Shona with her with her uh, homework that she does before pods. Um, but uh, I'm sure we can. Uh, there'll be some credit going Shona's way for that for the work. There always is. Um, but Shona, I think it was one of the when the kind of somber moments. I think it was after kind of Walter passed away, and there was the way that kind of the guys that were there when he was. Played under Walter Smith, obviously. Um, I think Kevin Thompson is quite similar. They both have the kind of same feelings for playing under such a brilliant manager. And well, Kevin Thompson has went on to being a manager. Do you think Stephen Roy has said about taking kind of lessons from every manager he's played under? I think Stephen Gerrard had said you're going to make a good manager. Um, do you think management is, a, is his next step? Do you think it would be coaching? Um, work his way up somewhat the way Kevin Thompson did, kind of at the, the youth, and then taking a kind of, I think it was he stepped in at Kelty Hearts, um, Kevin Thompson. So, do you think that's kind of a, the next kind of pathway for him? Yeah, I think uh, Rangers will probably offer him some sort of coaching role, um, and I'm looking forward to having him still around the club. I think he's vital for us. I think he's vital for even the youth team as well, bringing them through. So. He just oozes class, doesn't he? And he seems to have that kind of personality where everybody likes him. I mean, there's not one one person out there that would say a bad word about Stephen Davis. So, no, I definitely think he'll go into bigger things. I think he, as well, he's already had that slight management experience when he obviously had to replace Beale. So he's probably learned quite a lot from that experience already. So I'm sure he'll take these things on board and he'll carry it forward. And hopefully one day, you never know, we might ever see him in that dugout again. So... No, I think uh, we've got to just praise him for what he was at this football club. He was an absolute legend. And, uh, yeah, Scotty, you stole my thunder big time. So, But, no, ditto, ditto, ditto to everything that Scotty said. He was absolutely spot on. Um, but, yeah, um, looking forward to seeing what he can do in the future with us. So, hopefully we'll see him in that dugout. Yeah, the, I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm just anxious to see what's next from him. I think... Uh, I can't say much more than what's been said on social media, but I can only echo it. I mean, even take his international numbers alone, um, you know, that's sensational stuff. The top cap of Brit. Um, and again, in this kind of time frame where there's been some real, real top players in Britain, you think of even the, if you compare midfields, you know, some of those, the England midfielders, your Lampards, your Gerrards, um, you know, and Davis was just me. Uh, Davis was just Mr. Consistent and uh, the Rolls Royce in the middle of the park and um, certainly one I'm sad to see um, leaving the game um, in a playing capacity I think but Andrew it, can I just jump in there I, I think this actually opens up for a perfect uh, situation of Rangers playing Southampton for a testimonial for them yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a, a really good idea Obviously, very good show what was it, over 300 in the Prem uh, appearance in the Prem, he was captain at Southampton as well, um, yeah, it's definitely like that if the Rangers team <laughs> background staff and uh, directors aren't getting on the phone to, to Southampton I don't know what, what they are doing but um, that sounds like a great idea personally um, before this turns into another well, it's 15 minutes, Christ we've ra- <laughs> I've rambled on personally that, that's my fault 
But um, we'll get on to last night's game um, before it just becomes a Davis tribute show. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the team, as we usually always do. Uh, and in goals was no surprise. Um, super Jack, and he was super again when called upon. A back four was Rid Van Yilmaz, Leon Balligan, John Souter and James Tavernier. Obviously, with Conor Goldson being suspended, it was likely going to be Balligan coming in. Um, I kind of midfield three, we had Lundstrom. A pause for any negative reaction from DVT. Looks like it's <laughs> passing. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Nico Raskin was in the midfield uh, alongside his best pal, Todd Cantwell. Uh, on the wings, we had Rabi Matondo. I'll, I'll take a moment to praise for the Matondo mania. Um, Ross McCausland on the other flank and Fabio Silva got his first start for Rangers up front. I think we'll start with obviously Conor Goldson being suspended. Leon Balgan came into the team and I'm just looking at the post-game ratings for the two centre-backs and it was both 7.5 each. David T, I think me and Colin said it last night, I didn't think Balgan had a brilliant game to be perfectly honest I thought the centre-back pairing was quite shaky at times um, obviously a clean sheet looks good but do you kind of get any kind of negative feeling any time they were on the ball let's, let's look at it Hibs had really four good chances four good shots at goal so the defence was certainly for me wasn't a seven and a half I, I'm not going to blame the two centre-halves for, for all the the, the the mistake because the, the the first save um was was from the boy breaking down the left the ball ball was lost in midfield boy broke down the left and two things at that goal one that McCausland ran about what 50 60 yards he stopped the boy cutting inside uh, so as that uh, Butland could save uh, at the at the near post it would get far easier if the boy had been able to cut onto his right foot then it would have a far easier shot at goal for him. So um, the defence weren't, I, I don't think, weren't great. I, I thought William Barligan was a wee bit more shaky than normal, probably without Goldson next to him. I think that's what Goldson does. I think Goldson calms players. I think he, he talks them through a game, and I don't know whether he'll have that with Suter. And I think that's a possibility that it's, it's that. But just to, to come back, I don't know whether anybody else was, but... We can say it was a great 3-0 win, the team were brilliant, but Jack Butland saved us losing points as well yesterday. He's part of the team, though. Let's say he's paid to do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll, I'll stop you there before you start going into it. It's his job and sounding like uh, like Roy Keane, because that's not appreciated around these parts. But, um, <laughs> uh, Scotty... Um, I'm just trying to think. I know that obviously the Butland big save was later on in the game, but keeping in the kind of back lines, Jack Butland is showing that he's just is that he's proven that he's a he's a tight. He can be a keeper that will win titles. He he definitely makes the saves that a, a bog standard keeper wouldn't make. It's the mm -hmm. fact that for for that cut back, aye. A normal keeper thinks, I'm sure my, my wide man will stop that getting into the box, but he's got the secondary thought of, well, if it doesn't, I need to have myself set. And he sets himself perfectly for when the ball comes across and the shot's fired, he's down quick and he parries it wide. He doesn't just stop it and it lands in the penalty box. He carries, he puts it all the way out so that we can we can get a bit of respite. 
I don't want to say it because it's it's just so like we've never had these kind of waters before, but mm-hmm. it's been said every now and again, and it's sometimes jokingly. But Butland, how many good England keepers is there? Is how far do you think? I think I don't want to keep saying he's brilliant, he's brilliant, he's brilliant, but somebody needs to be watching him purely. Aye, <clears throat> in my opinion, in my opinion, he deserves a call up as one of the goalkeepers, hundred percent. He deserves to be in that England setup, but due to the way the English look at the Scottish game, um, there's been different players in kind of the last 10 15 years that have. I think Alan Thompson at Celtic got a cap, um, I think that was the last one for Scottish football to get a cap whilst playing in Scotland. Um, so that kind of shows you how hard that is if there's only been one cap given out in so many years. Um, I thought Butland. Butland's going to win you 10, 15 points this season. He's of a Rangers standard. He's a good goalkeeper. He's a short stopper, commands his area. Um speaks to speaks to his defence. He's not he's not scared of telling him what he thinks, which is some which is where I think Robbie McCrory's maybe lacking is his communication. I think Robbie McCrory needs to improve on that. I think he needs to get a wee bit get a wee bit more vocal. Um I'm not here to criticize Robbie McCrory at all, but um Jack Butland is Head and shoulders. There's, there's no doubt about it. My only, the only, the only sad thing I always think of when I think of Jack Butland though is that he's not going to be here for his whole contract. Somebody's going to come and buy him eventually. Um, I think he's one of the the players that could probably get this trading model improved and get it fixed and up and running. That's that's only my opinion. I thought John Suter last night proved why he and Connor Goldson can't play together. Because John Suter was amazing last night. Commanded the defence, commanded the area, um, stepped to it into midfield, played his game on his natural side. Now, I'm quite old-fashioned that way. I don't think that you should be. I think whether you're on the left side or the right side, it shouldn't matter. Do you know what I mean? If you're playing centre-back, you're playing in the middle of the pitch and you're playing in front of your goalkeeper. I don't think it matters which side, but there's there's obviously something wrong with the relationship between him and Goldson because the, chemi- the chemistry just isn't right. I think Leon Balligan being in there provides as shaky as he was last night. I think it provides a a level of calmness that's needed at the back. It's almost like kind of the the David Weir type effect, if if you get what I mean. Um, so I it was it was a good solid performance last night and another clean sheet at a hard ground. Oh, definitely. I just get because I feel like I, I'm about I'd be. Rude to not give Shona an opportunity to talk about Jack Butland since I know there's a there's a few of the current team that's on our favourites list, but I'm I'm certain that Super Jack might just be top of that list. Uh, what was your experience for what of watching Jack Butland last night? I like Jack Butland for all sorts of reasons, so um, but we'll just get into <laughs> for two minutes. Uh, no, I think that's now his thirteenth clean sheet he's had all season, so. Look, the guy has been absolutely brilliant since he's come out. Who would have thought that after six months of signing this boy that he was going to be uh, the mainstay around, uh, um, in our football in, in the first team? So, no, um, for me, I can't even stop thinking about Jack Bond. The biggest problem for me, guys, is uh, it's not really about England. I don't think, I think Gareth Southgate's already got his favourites. I don't think he'll ever get an England cap. But it's just trying to keep him. I think that's going to be our biggest problem going forward is uh, how much do we um, will we take for Jack Butland? I've seen that like, people were talking about maybe the likes of ten million. 
I think you've got to be looking at upwards of twenty million pound for this for this boy. So whether there'll be teams coming in from in the summer, that's the one thing I do not want to happen. So let's not try and think about Jack Butler Jack Butler leaving Rangers at any time soon. He's here to stay. So no, I thought yesterday he came up with two brilliant saves, one at the, the near post. Um, and obviously the one that was the, the, the guy probably should have scored, the Hibs guy that should have scored in the box. But for me, it's just the way he makes himself so big. It's, it's the positions that he gets into, as well as positioning for a goalkeeper is really, really good. Um, I think we've obviously seen throughout the, the whole of the season, the fact that he comes out for corner kicks, um, all sorts. He's, he's, good with the feet the, he's good with his feet at the ball, sort of thing. So no, um, I think for me, Jack Butland has been a re real mainstay as to why we've conceded so less goals this season. So credit to him. Um, I didn't think the defence was that bad last night, to be honest. So, um, But maybe, maybe that's just because I looked at the stats and I didn't mm. think they were particularly great, apart from those two moments that they had. These teams are always going to have moments in the game, isn't it? So it's about how you deal with these moments in the, in the, in, um, at the time. So, no, I thought the 3-0 win yesterday was pretty convincing. I didn't really think that had offered much. Um, no, but as we said about Jack Butland, um, just let's hope he's, he's here for our, the four-year contract that he's on. So is it four year, three or four years, isn't it? So, um, One of the two, yeah. After that yeah, last I think, week, that oh, was, I think that was the 13th or the 14th clean sheet of the season as well. So that just shows you how good that he has been for our defence as well. Um, the likes of Balogun, we've had to chop and change the defence many a times this season with the injuries that we've had. So... Look, credit to Jack Butland and credit to the defence as well for the, the 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 lack of goals that we conceded this year. So, um, but no, um, we we'll just we'll, we'll go ahead and continue about something else because I just love talking about Jack Butland. So, <laughs> well, folks listening at home, it's almost as if I'd thought of this going into tonight, where I would reach a, a certain point in the agenda and leave the next question sitting for David Tomlinson. Drum roll, please. John Lundstrom in the midfield had a, certainly had a good game last night by all accounts. Um, certainly had the assist in the first goal. What was your general thoughts on John Lundstrom? I had him down in the agenda as a sheriff in the middle of the park. Um, were you along the same lines or is this going to be a David Thomas classic? Well, John Lundstrom isn't as good as we think he is. <laughs> Can I answer a question before I've seen this um, coming up, I think? And I think I take it this is Mr. Uh, Colin in the, in the background from the Gowan view. And I'm going to say, Colin, if they're going to pay 80 million for Harry Maguire down south, we're going to let uh, the, the best, probably best English goalkeeper go for 10 million. Come on, Colin. It's not often we agree, but we're disagreeing in this one as well. So anyway, that's out of my chest. <laughs> um, John, I think you're diverting here. I think you're trying to get around that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll go on to John Winston. Listen, he played okay the first half. I think the the thing that that broke Hearts was uh, sorry Hearts Hibs last night was the goal just before half time. I think that absolutely cracked them. And then I think that Lundstrom went on and he played a masterclass. He was absolutely brilliant. It was a fantastic ball through to to um, to, to Redfan, who actually brought it down brilliantly. If, 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 if Redfan had done a Matondo, 
then the ball would have probably been past the poster and the keeper's uh, hands. And I know I'm going to get your toes with that one. Uh, very dare you, sir. Very <laughs> dare you. But um, he, he brought the ball down perfectly and, and rattled into the net. But as, as I say, I'm not, I'm not against John Lundstrom. If John Lundstrom played like that the whole time he was here, I would have, I would, I would be, his name would be the first in the team sheet. Although I don't think John Lundstrom can take us to the next level. I will say that. I think we do need to improve in John Lundstrom. But he was he, he ran the game last night in the second half. He was absolutely absolutely brilliant in the second half. Uh and I say I'm not against him. If, if he played if he played like that for the for the what is it, three years, four years he was here, I w- I would be very happy with him. But I'm afraid he's not done that. It's been a short time. I think the new managers possibly helped him. And I think possibly Raskin helps him, although Raskin in his own hasn't been absolutely brilliant. But I think it really helps having a grafter like uh, like Raskin next to him. Because if you saw the Rangers press, then Raskin led the press in, in most of the occasions. So I think Lundstrom uh, uh, gets a bit of freedom when Raskin's next to him. That, that improves Lundstrom's uh, game. But um, no, it's, it's, as I say, if he played like that the whole time, then then I, I certainly wouldn't be against him. But I don't think he'll take us on the next level. I think we need I think we need a, a new player in for the next level. David, you're at it. You're absolutely at it. I think he's the most consistent player that we've had in midfield for the last three four years. He's never injured. The popcorn. Why would you honestly? We, that doesn't make him a good player that he's never injured. That doesn't make him... It does it, Rangers. It does it, Rangers. Yeah, well, we're forgetting where we are at the moment. Maybe Just it does, fat. but that doesn't make him a good player. You put your shoes on without pulling a metatarsal. Make sure you at least start the living at this club. Is yeah. that a good thing? No, it's not. But that's where we are. It's where we are. I just yeah, wanted to, sure. you, you said about Lundstrom not taking us to the next level. I, to continue with the scattergun, the only player I think I've heard that it was next that would take us to the next level was Jose Cifuentes. And I'm sorry again to cut back to the last time that we were on the pod showing but that's not Cifuentes. Moving on, uh, moving on quickly. Um, the left side of attack last night, and I'm going to count Redman in it because I th- one of the small things we mentioned is that because of the way that Tavernier and Ridvan were so attacking last night, maybe that could have been the cause of the centre-backs being a little bit more under pressure. Um, but Ridvan obviously making this run in behind gets the goal. But unless you you maybe don't know who I am, I have to mention the left winger in last night's team, Rabi Matondo. I think from both, both of them, Ridvan and Rabi Matondo, they gave that... The, the the opposite number for Hibs an absolute nightmare. Would you agree, Scotty? Aye, I would. I would see before I go into Matondo, just a quick point on Lundstrom. I get what Davy's saying in terms of he's not been the most consistent in the any three, four years he's been here. See if he showed the level of performance that he showed since Big Phil came in. There wouldn't be any complaints about him. There wouldn't be any complaints about him. There's there's times at the beginning of the season, most of last season as well, Lundstrom looked as if it was as if he was towing a caravan about the park. Now, it, does that does that warrant giving him a new deal, possibly on the same money he's on? Not to me, it doesn't. Not to me, it doesn't. What I will say is, since Big Phil's come in, he's improved massively. He's, he's he'd screwed on, screwed on. He's playing his best football. Does, does he deserve a new deal? Aye, for me, preferably a two-year with the option of a third, depending on how he's going. Because this is all down to good man management. It's we've all known that Lundstrom's a ability area. The same problems at Sheffield United. Um, 
but that's, that's just my bit on it. Um, where are we? I Matondo. Right, Robbie Matondo lacks the decisiveness and the technique. He's not got good technical skills for me. He'll get a ball, he'll run it right back all day. He's a threat um, if you use him properly. He seems, well, seemed to come onto a game at the beginning of the season. He was really, really good. He needs a run of matches before we, we see that kind of form again. Um, I'm quite happy with him being in as a squad player. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But that's it. I don't think he's ever going to be that. He's not. He's never going to get Seamus position put it that way. He's never going to cause a threat to Seamus position. He's going to come in as a good squad player and hopefully start producing numbers. It could. I think, did they have an assist for Kent? We got an assist. Yeah, did they get an assist yeah. last night? You got the assist on um, Dessel's superb finish. Assist on Dessel's goal. Aye. Um, it could have an assist if Silva finishes his chance as well. We we need to start seeing more of that every time he gets the ball. He just seems as if he'll run with it and then once he's got to use his heat, he doesn't really know what to do with it sometimes. So I'm hoping that Clermont's trying to work with him on the training park and fix that. He seems to, does seem to have a good kind of bond with Ridvan on the left-hand side. Ridvan's arrived as far as I'm concerned. You asked me a fortnight ago, I was I would have said, I sell Ridvan, get a lone left-back in because we need to strengthen up top. But um, he's come into a game and he's, his value is only going to go up for here. We're never going to sell Red Van Veren less than what his value is now. So we're as well keeping him. He's got used to the physicality of Scottish game. There's nothing he can do about his height. But I think there was only once last night Hibs got in behind. And behind Red Van, that was, that was happening to him kind of all the time at the beginning of the season. So why it's it's it's, it's all it's all very positive. But Matondo's got a good a, a good bit of work to get put into him yet before we see what he's what he can truly do in a, a Rangers jersey. Yeah, I think that might just be me again, hyping them up too much. Um, definitely, the, the assist helped last night. And again, this is I, I'm just looking to the agenda and ticking off each point as we go by, and it's landing perfectly on another of Todd, uh, another of showing his favourites. I've just followed it. Todd Cantwell, as we reach the end of the first half, I'll start by saying he looked like he took a bit of a knock um, before the proper knock. Um, he, he properly sandwiched um and it certainly uh, got the Hibs crowd on their feet for the first time that evening, um, and probably the last, I think. Um, <laughs> it was it was almost symptomatic of, uh, was it Josh Windash flying into Pedro Cachinha? Um Another superb moment from watching Rangers uh, that you wouldn't find at any other club. But um, Todd Cantwell answers in the best way by being what we, we, we are 
hinting at there that we're not we're not ruthless enough. I think Nicole Raskin was the one that I keep unfortunately throwing under the bus with it, but a chance fell to Raskin in a similar position and he decided to go for the passing option. I think it was mostly out of anger, maybe, because you sometimes see a player get halved and they go and they get a yellow card within about a minute, charge somebody down and boot them. But it can't well seem to get the bit between his teeth and go, I'm just going to score and it's going to piss them all off. Um, Todd Cantwell, Shona, give us your thoughts and keep it clean. <laughs> as clean as possible. Uh, no, look, Todd Cantwell probably has to uh, get more assists and more goals this season. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But he took his goal yesterday really, really well. And like you said, it was kind of like that moment where he was, he was angry at the time. It was kind of like that, remember that Wayne Rooney goal that he scored against Man City when he was absolutely fuming right into the top corner? Kind of remind me of that kind of situation. But look, it's good to see what I'm taking from the game from obviously come on and obviously looking at Todd Catmull and other players. We're now taking more shots from outside the box and we're now scoring goals. I think that was Scott Wright against Dumbarton, obviously scored from outside the box. That's now Todd Catmull. He scored from outside the box, but that's what we want to see from Todd Cavanaugh. We want to see more from him, um, especially when it comes to the bigger games. He obviously needs to step up. But look, uh, for me, like Todd Cavanaugh and uh, the likes of Ravi Matondo and McCausland, I thought McCausland yesterday, another assist for him. So what we want to see from these guys, everyone's been getting on Desser's back, and I think he's been used as a bit of a scapegoat. But what we need is we need Ravi Matondo, McCausland and Cavanaugh adding numbers, and it's good to see that we are starting to add these numbers. I think that's now Scott Wright has got an assist and a sorry a goal last week. He came on. Um, I think it was Matondo got an assist and a goal as well. And then you've now got uh, McCausland who's now had two assists. I think he got the one as well last week against Dumbarton. So look, that's that's just adding numbers, and that's what we want to see from our forward players. Obviously, they need to make it more consistent going forward. And I thought yesterday, and I know everybody's going to laugh at me when when I come out with this comment. Um, I think I've said to a few people. I found yesterday's very much style of play um, was pretty like Jurgen Klopp's kind of style of play. Um, and what I mean by that is that I thought, thought, thought that Tavernier was playing more like a like a Trent Alexander-Arnold. At times, Tavernier was playing like a striker um, coming into midfield. He wasn't playing out in the wide. You never saw him going down the wing. It was McCausland that was stuck out in the wing. Um, you never saw Tavernier coming down the wing and putting the balls, all these crosses in that he usually does. I think it was very much right in, in the in the centre of the park. I think that created the space, which happened for the red fan goal. So it's good to see these switches of play. Um, but I think um, the style of play yesterday was very much like Jurgen Klopp. We were very high on the press. Everything that we did was very forward thinking. I don't know if you've seen this, guys, over the maybe the last couple of games, but we're not passing the back the ball sideways. We're not passing it backways. It's very much forward thinking. So. All we need to do now is we need to have more guys bringing in the numbers. Um, hopefully, we'll be having a, a couple of more transfers coming in. We'll need to wait and see what this Diamondi does because I think he'll be suited to the left-hand side of the pitch. I think that's somewhere, something that we're missing. So, um, oh, Klopp wears big Phil's pyjamas, so that's interesting. <laughs> One from Colin. But no, um, for me, it's a very much a, like a Jurgen Klopp kind of style. I think Clement is quite like that kind of character as well. He's very animated. But when it comes to the press conference, I like how he's just very much black and white. It's pretty much what like Jurgen Klopp's like. I don't know if it's that kind of uh, from where they're from, if that's what, what their background is. But um, I know a few people in the comments might laugh at me. But uh, no, I think we're very much the style of play that we're playing at the moment is very much what we're thinking. And that's what we want to see. I think even yesterday, there wasn't even, um, we committed no fouls at all throughout the whole game. We had 22 shots, eight on target. 
So and eight, eight off targets. So it just shows you that we have four clear-cut chances. We are creating the chances. All we need to do now is obviously start putting the ball in the back of the net. And with a 3-0 win, you can't really complain with the goals that we scored yesterday. I thought the goals that we scored yesterday were absolutely brilliant. Um, especially a wee shout out to Dessers. So for his goal. So I'm sure we'll come on to that. But no, I thought overall, I thought <laughs> just had to get that one in there, Scotty. Um, but no, I thought overall, I thought Cantwell really stepped up. I think it's going to be a bit of a shame. I think the manager just took him off as a precautionary. Well, we're hoping that's a precautionary. So, um, but no, he just really needs to add numbers now. I think Cantwell, you can, you know, we know what he can do, and it's just about adding numbers now. So, but I thought McCausland is really, really stepped on. I think his tracking back, I think his improvement under Clement has been absolutely sensational. I think this boy really knows what it's all about. He's adding numbers up top. And that that 50 or 60 yard run back to close down that defender and close the angle off as well at the same time to make it harder for the defender. I thought Cosland, Ravi Matondo, the front three, um, and particularly Dessers, I thought when he came on, did really well. So no, I'm sure we're going to talk about that soon. Shona, Shona, just a quick yes. point. See on see last night, sir, you're talking about come on, putting his in style of play and stuff on the team now. Did you notice Ridvan in the second half, like floating over to right back and stuff? I noticed uh, that McCausland and Matondo had uh, swapped places in the pitch once or twice. We should take on kind of on that because Tavernier seemed to be, like you said, a kind of Trent Alexander Arnold role inverted, getting into, into middle of the park. But when I seen uh, Ridvan, Doing it right, I was like, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> I, to, to be honest, I, the way I'm looking at that is I feel as if that because teams come to Ibrox and sit with men behind the ball, mm. I think Clement's trying to get as many options as possible when it comes into the middle of the box. Mm. And I think that's what why we're having Tavernier given all those options because the Hibs defence were all over the place, especially the fullbacks. We, we, were, we were exploiting their fullbacks throughout the whole of the 90 minutes. I thought Matondo, what Matondo needs to do is he he needs to drag players out towards him because he can get by them with his pace because the space is there for him to get into that. Into the, as you said, he just needs to be a bit more clinical. Um, okay. Same with like, like the Rock, um, Ross McCausland. I find that Tavnir is not going towards the byline as much as possible. I think it's more like McCausland's more staying wide. Tavnir can come in and be that extra person within the in, in the in the box. And that's what I, I feel as if. I felt as if when we played Copenhagen, because it was a, a bigger team that we were playing in the Copenhagen, our, we never allowed them to play the ball through the middle of the park at all. Right. So that was a different different style of play. And I feel as if that style of play that they were playing there against Copenhagen is the one that will be taking forward and into Europe. So we're forcing them down the wide areas and forcing them into mistakes because there's no one to pass the ball through the middle. Whereas I think the style of play yesterday that we saw with the high in the press is exactly what we're going to be seeing in the league. Because we know that these teams are going to sit with 10 men behind the ball. And what have we struggled before in previous seasons is trying to break these teams down. And that's what I, that's that, that's the way I'm, I'm looking at it from that kind of point of view. And that's how, I, that's how I'm seeing it. Everyone's entitled to their that's opinion. Point, right? they, might see it they might see it differently, but that's the way I'm seeing it. It's like two different styles of play. Um, very much more direct. Very much not passing the ball backwards, not sideways. Whereas I think in Europe, you will see more balls getting played sideways mm -hmm. and and back the way just purely because I think play. teams, yeah, because teams are you're you're not going to have as much possession in Europe and teams are going to be able to attack you a lot more because they've got the, the higher right. quality. So that's why we're just trying to and I feel that's the way I'm looking at it. That style of play where you don't let the ball go through the middle of the park, you force them wide and you force them into errors. Whereas when we're playing it in the league, 
we're going to get more men forward, therefore they're going to have more options in the box, therefore it's going to confuse the Hibs or whoever's defence that comes up there because they're coming up here, they're coming to us with a low block. David Tomlinson, you were, you were waiting in there, I'll let you in now. Yeah, I've just got a couple of points. I just uh, ripped Colin apart for 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 his ten million, but I will agree with him that um, Todd Cantwell did absolutely nothing up until he scored. He was right. he, he was just all over the place. He he wasn't he wasn't good. So let's not think that Todd Cantwell was good last night. In fact, if you remember the the shot that that uh, blasted off the goalkeeper's head, I don't think the goalkeeper knew anything about it, but he saved it. <laughs> It came off his head. I can't remember who shot now, but uh, Cantwell was running offside as well at that moment, so the goal would never have counted anyway. So, and the other thing I want to bring up as well, if it wasn't for the two games that Stephen Davis was manager, would McCausland be in the, the Rangers' first team at this moment? That's, that's, that's a very good point. I think... Uh... I think uh, Ross will be thanking these lucky stars that a fellow Northern Irishman did them a big, big solid. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't give youth a chance. Exactly. Yeah. I, you did a whole, a whole pod on that. You did a whole pod on it. Of course, that's what it's when it's a, a tale as old as time itself uh, with Rangers. Um, but yeah, as you said, that could be a whole other pod. But I think it, in years to come, Ross will be thankful for <laughs> a Stevie Davis assist. Stevie Davis. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have reached the half time mark in the game. Um, obviously, Todd scored his goal, um, but he did look like he took a sore one in that sandwich. I thought he went over his ankle when he went down, but looking back at it, he's already kind of limbering on his kind of his, his thigh, um, which obviously w- wouldn't have been nice to then get clobbered in a second of going going down with something sore. But um, you know, he's got his goal, but he came off at half time. Uh, Philip Clement said at the post post-game press conference that both the two half-time subs with uh, Raskin going off as well were both precautionary. Um, I, I think they, they weren't too worried about either of them. I think um, they said that Raskin had kind of felt a bit of deadness in his foot and they, they, they tried to change up his kind of uh, wrappings that he had uh, and his kind of socks and his, his, his shin guards and it, it didn't quite make it feel any better. So they didn't want to risk it, but... Um, I'm sure if there's anything more serious, which knowing Rangers, they probably will be, um, we'll hear about it in the coming kind of days heading into the St Mum game. Um, uh, obviously, that meant that two players were going to have to come onto the park. Tom Lawrence came on for uh, Todd Cantwell, and Dujon Sterling came back into the midfield uh, for Nicola Raskin. Uh, Scotty, I know you're muted, mate. I'm sorry for just dropping this on you. Dujon Sterling, he's one of, the, again, in the kind of McCausland being fortunate for an opportunity. Sterling having the opportunity in the middle of the park is a kind of new lease of life on him as an as entire mm-hmm. player. Because, you know, even when he came in at the club in the summer, we were going, I can play left back, can play centre half, and play right back. good stuff. That's options there. And we never even realised that we had the, it looks like a kind of that's a five position, a five tool player playing five oh, positions. He seems just so so casual in the middle of the park. I mean, I mean, I think he, if anything, he could be a player that would be a, a player traded model. Um, kind of, he would fall into that criteria if we can sell him on. Um, who do you think? How long do you think we can keep him for? Because he is, I think, in the European nights, I think he will flourish in the kind of 
these games where it's about energy and being powerful in that midfield and driving the game, I think he will be an absolute star on Thursday nights. I again credit to uh, Sterling for adapting to a position firstly and using it and taking his opportunity and playing it so well. Credit to manager for noticing that Sterling's got the potential to play there. That's another another B in Clement's bonnet where we can say it's a bit more credit in the bank where we know how that he knows how to develop talent. In terms of Sterling, I wouldn't even think about selling him yet, Andrew, because I think he needs to get in that midfield and nailed in, nailed in a position. Um, I thought Nico Raskin last night was bang average. I thought he, he kept... What he, what he done, he done it okay. It was a five or a six or a ten for me. He didn't make any any big mistakes or nothing like that. But I seem to be waiting for Nico Raskin to arrive. Like, I would be putting Sterling in his jersey and starting him every week and saying... He's he's not one of Clement's boys that can that can come in him. Uh, that's going to he's not an old on starters. What I'm trying to say because I don't he's not done anything yet, and and his whole time here to warrant being an old on starter. So for me, it's Sterling's jersey with Lundstrom. Sterling brings a a certain degree of athleticism in the middle of part. You've seen all the all the Calvin Bassies, all the Calvin Bassy kind of comparisons, but Sterling's. He's a different animal altogether. Um, he's got the athleticism, but that's that's about all they two have got in common. He's got a good engine. He's really good in the title. He's going forward. He's playing good passes. He's not just playing it side to side. He's not keeping it simple. He's getting in the faces. And I think, see, if you're a centre midfielder and you're coming up against John Lundstrom and do John Sterling, you're not going to fancy your chances of winning that midfield battle in the slightest. I think that's where we where we kind of went wrong in the last old firm match. Um. Sterling will go, but I think, we've, we, I think we're going to get him for a couple of seasons. I think we're going to get to enjoy him for a wee while yet, Andrew. I certainly, he's only 24, so he, he's certainly got a, a lot of time. That, <laughs> as I know Stephen Davis said, I hate to come back to it, but it goes fast. But I think if we can get the, some of the best years out of him, then I'm looking forward to it. Um, next kind of point in the agenda, there's two two points that I've marked within a, within a minute. Um 73rd minute substitution, Fabio Silva departs from the field and Cyril Dessos comes on. I'll, 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 I'll let you double barrel, uh, Shona, with this one, kind of your thoughts on Silva and his kind of first start and then just because I know you really want to talk about Cyril Dessos instead of Scotty talking about Cyril Dessos, I'll give you that that shot, Um, so I'll let you take it away. I thought Silva did okay when he came on. I think he had a few really, really nice touches. He got himself about the park. He was very unlucky not to score yesterday. I think that was the only thing that was probably missing from his game overall. But no, I'm, I think Fabio Silva will be fine at Rangers. I think he will score us a few good goals. I think that's what we've got to play him up front. I think that's what we've got to do from going forward. I think it's got to be him and Dessers. But for me, it's Dessers' shirt to lose. Um, I don't want uh, to give Scotty too many pelters, but I've been saying to guys for a wee while now that there's something in Dessers. And I think um, the best way to put it is, I told you all, I told you all, even the guys in the comments, you can have a go at me, you can have give me out some pelters, whatever you like. But no, this this guy's going to score, I think, 20 goals this season. I really do. And if anybody in the comments can tell me this, or you guys can tell me right now, who was the last person that scored 20 goals in a, in a league season? For Rangers and when was it? Martin Martin Wycombe, the championship. 
Aye, it was. I done an article on it recently. No, no, yeah, but not in the league, not in, our, in this league. Who no, but that was, the last, that was the last person to score twenty goals in a league for Rangers was Martin Wycombe, the champion. Yeah, but I'm talking like when was the last time in the Premier League? Who was the last person? Chris Boyd, maybe. No, David. Twenty goals. McCoyst. <laughs> We're not going that far back. It was that. It was Kenny Miller in 2010-2011 season. So I, I think that the guy's been used as a scapegoat for me. Like I'm not saying that he should be our number one, but he's bringing in the numbers. He's scoring goals. I thought he took his goal really, really well yesterday. It was very cheeky of him. And mm-hmm. I don't know why people keep on going on his, on, on his back. He's the only one that's bringing his goals at the moment. Whereas what we need to do is we need to get the guys like McCausland and Matondo. We need to get their numbers up. But like it's all it's all about opinions at the end of the day. I know Scotty, you, you you're a big massive fan of Lawrence, etc. But I believe that if you were to bring in Lawrence at the at five million pound fee, you're not even brought in his uh, wages bonuses on top of that. You're talking seven eight million pound roughly for. Shankland on a three, four year contract, and you're trying to tell me that Dessers, who's known all around Europe, you're more likely to sell on Dessers for a fee than you would look like Lauren Shankland, in my opinion. But like, it's, it's all about opinions at the end of the day. But like, I think this guy is going to score his 20 goals this season, and I'm all for it. And I'm all for you guys coming back to me. Eh? He probably is, he probably is. But the thing, the thing that's annoyed me about him, Sean, is see, when he started the season, it, 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 it didn't do nothing, there was no work rate about the guy. There was absolutely nothing. You can't wait three, four months to to turn up. He came and play here for injured. He came here really. He came here. He came here injured Ronald. and he was getting chopped and changed between him and Danilo. Aye, but but Ronald, he, aye, because he, had enough, he had enough chances though, and Danilo was injured. But what but what I'm trying to say is is that um, at the beginning of the season he wasn't running channels. He offered nothing. Wasn't he holding the ball up? He was offside constantly. Ronald De Boer quoted an article before we signed him that when he's bad he's bad, and when he's good he's good. He's new coming into his vein of form. Fair play to the guy. He's improved massively, right? I'll 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 give him it. But but, but as I've got so here, don't judge him on his past. Don't judge that? him on his past. Judge him now. I would I wouldn't judge him on his past. I would judge him at the end of the season and see what he brings. Then you've no, got but, to give the guy a full season, Scotty. No, but you you've always been on in the past about Rangers standards and being turning up for half a season isn't the Rangers standards to me. Not in the slightest. It's not good enough. He can he can fancy he flex and score a world against Betis, but see when he's one on one with Joe Hart at Park Heat, he shites himself. It's as easy as that. He completely he shot it that day. He took too many chances. He's not doing it in the big moments. He may not look, I agree, he's not done it in the big games. I totally agree with you. And I do think that maybe we need to go up another level, but he's he's, he's all we've got at this moment in time. And he might score mm-hmm. 20 goals, even though you're saying that he had a bad start at the start I mean, of season. I would definitely keep him as a squad player. But overall, I but don't six think... Weeks ago, six weeks ago, you wouldn't have said that, Scotty? No, I wouldn't have, because he wasn't doing it at the time. He is now. But anyway, oh, can I come in? I'm going to say, I'm going to come in between them here. I'm going to say, last night, in Feyenoord, found out the perfect way to play Deserts, to get the full out of him, is keep him on the bench for 75 minutes, and stick him on for 15 minutes, he always scores. Same at Feyenoord, he done the exact same. I'm being a wee bit sarcastic there, by the way. So, But Feyenoord, that's what he done at Feyenoord. They kept him on the bench as well, too late on the game, and then he stuck him on, and, he, and, and nine out of ten times he scored. But um, 
obviously, obviously, Dezus has improved. You can't deny his work rate off the ball as well. He wasn't running. He wasn't doing anything to begin this season. It's no good on Nobody was. Nobody was under mm-hmm. real though, Scotty. Like there was, it was, it was, it wasn't just dancers. I don't think was a problem back then. But look, everyone's entitled to their opinions, and I, I, I get that. Oh, I just well. don't think he's as bad as what some people are making out. That's all I'm saying. And he's all we've got, so we need to back him. That's what that's what I'm saying. And judging, I, it maybe the end of the season. He's the range of Jersey. I'll always, I'll always back him. But to me, he's a squad player, and for for the fee and the wages he's on, it's he's not justifying it. He will if he gets us through in the Europa League's last 16. I think he'll change your mind after then, Scotty. He needs help. I'm not going to change my mind on him, Shona, because he's he's too inconsistent. Fair enough. He's 20 years old. He's too inconsistent. Anyway, let's let's move on, guys. You can argue argue after the the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I think me me and David T. all call it early night. You can can sit in the the post-stream kind of chat and argue all night. I'll try and I'll try and get us back on track here. Um, I, I was gonna I was gonna ask you individually for you. I thought you're man of the matches, but if Shona says Dessers, it will start up again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is it worth risking it? I don't know. Just um, go for it. Sorry. All right, we'll start. No, we'll I'm not taking we'll anybody's money match. It was a sub last night. We'll we'll, we'll do. A, we'll, we'll start with David T. Uh, I would be surprised if it's Lundstrom, but who would you say is your man of the match from last night? Well, I've, I've got three that I would name as Butland, Redfan and Lundstrom. And I think in the second-hand performance, I'll, I'll go with Lundstrom. I, I thought he, he, he was a, a masterclass in the second half. He, he got the, the amount of times he intercepted balls and took the balls off people's feet uh, was, was, was really good. Um, and they just he's, he, obviously the, the the assist to Red Van was was a thing of beauty. So no, I, as I say, I'm not 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 totally against uh, John Lundstrom. If he plays like that every week, then I'll name him as a man of the match every week. And he was was man of the match, and my man of the match yesterday. But as I say, Butland, we forget about goalkeepers. But Butland had four saves yesterday, and two of them, which which could have easily been a goal. Other two, the one, the one shot from outside in the first half, it was was right at him really. So you would be disappointed if he didn't save it. But um, I think I think we've got to we've got to remember keeper as well. But no, Lundstrom overall, I thought I thought it was fan of the match. So I'll, I'll bring this up because I missed it at the time, but it's kind of a nice way to to round off the, the Lundstrom arc of this evening. Um, see, Charles, he, he is of it. He's still in there. <laughs> He's in there with the lunchroom. He's in the fan camp now. He's in. He's on the onside. Uh, so we, we've persuaded him tonight. Or to be fair, it's not even us persuading him. It's actually lunchroom himself, which is the best part of it. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Charles, for your support. Thanks to everyone who always listens in. Um, I'll go back now to our, our, our next contestant and who's going to have the most controversial man of the match take of the evening. Scotty, who do you think was a man of the match for Rangers last night? Oh, it's definitely a wee red van for me. Wee red van was a different, different gravy last night. It was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Fair play to him. For, um, thought he finally showing up in the Rangers jersey last night. He's been playing well since the winter break. Since we've come back, he's had, I think that's four matches now. He started with the two friendlies, a cup game and a league game. Um, I think he's been sensational. To be honest with you, even with all this speculation run about him, shows a bit of a strong mentality. So fair play to the wee guy. 
Yeah, I certainly enjoyed the <laughs> this kind of relationship with Scott Wright. Um, Scott Wright saying he was gonna, he was going to score and said I was going to try and celebrate, but I couldn't find them. Um, <laughs> couldn't see him. <laughs> couldn't see him. I, I, He's too far away, was he? Said <laughs> like Scott Wright might have missed or something like that. You know, but um, there seems here we go. there seems to be a small bromance brewing between the two of them. I was it not so, was it not Red Van and Sakala last season, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What was it kind of? I think. I think Scott Wright. Yeah, supposedly from what I'm hearing, I think Scott Wright said to Redvan, "You're going to score today," and I think maybe that's where it came from. Um, but I think there's a wee small bromance, small bromance brewing between the two of them. So um, Scott Wright just seems to be everybody's pal. Uh, he seems to be everybody's pal. <laughs> he was, was you know, kicking about with Cantwell and Butland at, at, at golf and stuff. Golf. Yeah, I didn't expect Wright to be with those two, but. Yeah, fair play to the lad. Um, I still, I like Scott Wright. That's that's not any new news here. Um, but conscious of time because I'm worried about an argument again. Um, Shona, your man of the match. John Lindstrom is the best on earth, and we have Europa <laughs> Looney back, and we just need to sign him that contract, eh, Davy? Once he signs that dotted line, oh, can't wait. No, no, for me it was the best it was on earth is a wee bit a wee bit exaggeration, I'm afraid. Not for me, it's not, not for me. So we'll see at the end of the season, guys. We'll see at the end of the season. Um Dessers and Lindstrom, so um no, I'm going all for it. No. Lindstrom yesterday was absolutely sensational all over the park. I would love to know what is going on between the manager and uh, Lindstrom and his development. What's been said, what's been done off the park. I think what the big big thing for me is the leaders that are on the park now, and I think John Lindstrom's really really taken to that that leadership role in the middle of the park. It's like as if he's he's taken on that kind of vice captaincy role. So you no, know, uh, John Lindstrom for me all day long. I thought Redfan, like Scotty said, was was fantastic. I think there's a few others that you could possibly mention as well, Dessers. Um, but no, we'll uh, I'll leave it, I'll leave I'll leave it there. You're oh, so close, so close to getting away with it. There, I'm about to call my stats out anyway. Your part, <laughs> can, can I bring up one more thing, Andrew? That, of course, that we, we haven't brought on the on, on the, 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 the agenda corners. What is happening with corners? Because I've seen McCausland marking the center half at one, and at the end of the game, Redfan was actually marking the center half. Now, it seems very, very funny that the the smallest player on the team is marking the biggest player on the team. The only thing I can I can think of is that they're putting small players against them to sort of get under the feet, to, yeah. so so <laughs> so, so, the, so so as the big players can header the ball away. That's only a sort of a nuisance value. That's the only thing, but it's, it's very, very strange. So it's similar to if you stuck the ball in, in the box against a team of Peter Crouch and a, a team of Impalimpas. It's similar to, to what we're seeing. Um, yeah, certainly, certainly had some really weird matchups. I think even, I seen the last week there was a clip of I think it was Nico Katic's first goal for Rangers, and it was against Ozijek in the Europa League qualifier, and it was Barisic who was was marking Katic before we signed him. Um, so it was, I mean, it, it's, even we should have known all the way back then. Andrew, um, if, if you looked at the the the, the television. Uh, if you put the, the a photo on where the, instead of the television, Red Van next to the the big number five, it really looked. I mean, he came up to you about his chest or something like that. So really, really funny, funny viewing. But that's just a, a thing that that's sort of a 
Yeah, I, 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 as I said, I don't really understand that. I've never seen that tactic before. Aye. Did you know it's about our sorry story to interrupt? No. Did you know it's what we were doing our corners yesterday, every single corner yesterday? And swinging round top. DJ Novo classic. Frame it, hang it in the Louvre, uh, honestly. What Andrew, and I just quickly say Kai Watson for Rangers Journal gave me a load of stats on Dessers night and I've not got time to go into it. Um, I don't want to start any more fights, but please why thank oh no, I'm not going to. I just want to thank Kai for providing me with them. It's uh, really, really good work he's gave me and everybody gave me a wee follow on Twitter. He's a uh, at Rangers Journal. We've got an interview with me and Kai on the Patreon as well. If anybody wants to go and check out, it's about a player trading model. It's a good interview. You send them to you, Chona, recorded mail, uh, Scott. Well, see if Detters has only scored seven seven shots out of 49 oh, no, inside the penalty area. You had to see it. <laughs> I topped this area. There you go. <laughs> and you go, Andrew. No, I, I, I just... I, we could be here all night, and I, I was conscious of having... I never got home until almost one in the morning last night from getting back from Edinburgh. I'd rather not be sitting in my bedroom. And still being not finished with the pod until one because <laughs> you two are going on about Dessels being good and Dessels not being good. So I think to save everybody uh, not having another late, 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 late show, um, I will start with just a roundup. But I can have a final goodbyes, David Thompson. Thank you for your efforts this evening. Good laugh with the uh, the lunchtime debate. I think we should get you a lunchtime jersey at some point and frame it. Um, but yeah, thank you for your, for coming on tonight. Uh, do you have a, was it good for you? Was you have a, was it was as entertaining for me as it was for you. Well, as long as the jerseys not, what is it we've got in the back of them now? Get a Rangers or get a jersey where oh. you can buy the where you can buy the jersey. Uh, one of our eight thousand sponsors. Sorry, one of our eight thousand sponsors. Yeah, yeah. So you can buy the jersey that uh, the Rangers players have played in. So I mean, me and Dave have been talking about it on the on the podcast. You've got all these players blowing their nose in their shirt and uh, putting their finger to their nose and putting them in the sweat. And then we're going to buy a shirt. Well, I'm afraid I'll leave that one to somebody else. But anyway, thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. And. Uh, Colin and me are doing the Colin, the, the daily news tomorrow, so if, get everybody on. Get a, a, it only costs a pound on the Patreon website, and you can get all the extra uh, news and views. Thank you very much. Scotty, your final thoughts? Um, thanks, everybody, don't, for don't coming talk on. Don't talk about vessels, please. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Thanks, everybody, for coming on. Thanks, Charles, for a kind donation again. Yep. Everybody gets subscribing to Patreon. There's another couple of interviews coming up. I'm not going to reveal who, but um, there's a couple coming up. It's good content. I had Casper um, Paddersbeck on the other day speaking about Diamonde sign up for it. No, in fact, that's on YouTube. That's free, that one. Um, hopefully, end day transfer window, we're going to see a striker and a winger coming in because I think we're lacking the forward department, especially with Seema being out. We need to go, and go and get the right players to win this league. I back you. I back you on the striker, but I, I always back my best young Welshman that I know, Robbie Matondo. Um, Shona, final thoughts. Well, thanks everyone for joining in. Really enjoyed it tonight. 
obviously loved the bit of banter with Scotty. That's that's what it is. It's all that's about brilliant. guys. Yeah. <laughs> It was a uh, look. Look, I totally agree. We need to get another striker and a winger in. Whether that um, changes now because obviously the the Sima injury, I think obviously he's now going to be out for three to four months. Can't really see him being back to the end of the season. So whether that changes our transfer strategy, we'll wait and see. But no, but thanks very much, guys, for joining in. And me and Scotty are off now to argue even more. Oh yes. Well, I, I will not be anyone near that argument I am, I've got FIFA and in bed planned that's my evening instead of that but uh, thanks for me thanks for all the support and the people watching live and we're listening back to it um, it was another good show um, hopefully more again after Rangers place at Mirren on Saturday um, hopefully discussing another win on the Sunday night show I don't know who's on it but I'm sure it'll be just as fun filled as tonight so we'll see you then until then see you later Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.